Hello, hello, and welcome to the Healthy Be Human podcast. My name is Callie. I'm your podcast host, and I am so excited to have you here today listening. Wherever you are, if you're walking, driving, working, surfing, doing it all, welcome, my gorgeous queen. Before we get into anything, today's episode is all about relationship advice, how to have a happy and healthy relationship. We have my husband, John Gwali, on the show. He's back. You guys have loved him before, and I'm sure you're gonna love him today because this this conversation is straight up straight up fire. We get into all of your questions, a little Q and A sesh about all things dating advice, how to navigate conflict, how to know if it's the right timing, how to know if it's the right person, homecoming stuff, because I know you guys have that coming up for some of you, all those things. So definitely, definitely stick around, grab a notebook, grab some sticky notes, all those things, and you're definitely going to want to take some notes for this episode. But before we do anything, make sure you leave a rating if you love the show, and let's get into today's self-check-in. So the self-check-in is a time to just get real with yourself, ask yourself how you're feeling, how you're doing, all those things. So to start, I want you to just take a nice deep inhale through your nose, fill up your lungs, lots of goodness, lots of love into your beautiful body. And then exhale, letting go of any tension, negativity, stress. Just release it with your breath. And now I want you to ask yourself, how am I feeling today on a scale of 1 to 10? 10 being I feel absolutely amazing. 1 is I don't feel so hot. And now I want you to ask yourself, why do I feel this way? Maybe something happened. Maybe nothing happened. Just get real with yourself here. Pinpoint the cause. And now I want you to ask yourself, what is something I can do today to boost my mood? Maybe it's listening to the podcast. Maybe it's going on a hot girl walk. Maybe it's doing a workout or hanging out with a friend. Just think about things that make you feel really good mentally and physically. And now I want you to ask yourself, what is a big dream I have for myself this year? As you know, 2023 is coming to a close in just a few months, which truly blows my mind. And I know I still have a lot of goals left on my plate and my vision board, and I'm sure you also have some if you're a goal setter. So think about that big dream, and I want you to think about what is the first step you need to take today to make that happen. And I, I challenge you, my queen, go after it. What's the worst thing that's going to happen when you go after your dreams? All right, on a lighter note, let's let's hydrate our hot bods. So I challenge you to one, ask yourself, have I hydrated myself in 30 minutes? If not, if so, still grab your water. Let's cheers on three, two, one. Cheers to hydration. All right, you guys, water is so good. Thank you, God, for water. All right, next question, final question before we get into the episode. Because the episode is all about relationships, I want you to take a moment to reflect on the relationships in your life. Maybe they are romantic, maybe they're friendships, maybe they're family relationships. And I want you to ask yourself, what am I currently struggling with in my relationships? Maybe it's communication, maybe it's conflict, maybe it's just feeling distant. Just think about those struggles for a second. Okay, hang on to the struggles And I challenge you, little podcast, Healthy But Human Challenge, I challenge you to journal about these struggles. I challenge you to think about why are these struggles happening and what can I do to make these struggles a little bit better. Hopefully you'll get some advice from this episode today about how to work work through those struggles. And I really know you will. So anyways, my gorgeous queen, let's get into our little life updates before we get into the episode. So I'm currently 
sitting in my room. I have been traveling a ton lately. I just had my bachelorette party this past weekend in Seaside, Florida. It's in the Panhandle. So I drove eight hours (laughs) each way to get there. And it was so fun. A little wellness weekend. We did a bachelorette party or not party, Pilates party. I rented it, not rented out. Why can't I speak right now? Ooh, okay. <laughs> there is a studio in 30A called, I think it's called Treadformer 30A. It's really good if you like Pilates and you're there. And they, I basically booked a private class and we did a little Pilates class. We had a super fun brunch after that in Alice Beach. And then we went to the beach later that day. The water was kind of brown though because of the hurricane. So that was... That was a little let down because usually seaside water is like crystal clear bathtub water, but you know, we still made the most of it. It was such a fun weekend. And then that night we went to Old Florida Fish House and had some delicious seafood. I had like garlic shrimp rice pilaf. I don't know how to pronounce that. And then we took pictures and you guys, I felt like I'd made it in life because little girls were asking, they were like staring at us and their moms would come up and be like, can we take photos with you guys? We had like these cowgirl hats and we're decked out. The All my bridesmaids had pink star cowgirl hats with their like initials on them. I had one with a veil on it. We were really decked out in coastal cowgirl theme. And so I feel like we we're also giving Barbie vibes because all the girls were pink and I wore white. It was so cute. All the little girls that want to take pictures. And I was just like, this is literally, I feel like when a little girl compliments you, I it just is like the best feeling. So... Anyways, that was so fun. And then me and my friend played some cornhole and we ended up going back, playing a little game night. And it was just such a fun little wholesome weekend. I feel like bachelorette parties sometimes obviously have the stigma of being wild, a lot of drinking, but I personally am not a huge drinker or partier (laughs) at at all. I really am a grandma. I feel like I go to bed super early and I, I get sleepy and I just like to have deep convos and quality time with my friends. So that was kind of the vibe of the weekend and it was so fun, but I definitely feel like I'm in recovery mode. I'm really excited because September is going to be more of a chill month in terms of traveling. I'm really, I'm such a homebody at heart and I'm really excited to just be home with my community here and just to relax all the things. I'm a little sleepy. I can't wait to go to sleep tonight. Anyways, you guys, that's the update and I'm really excited because like, I just want to get into the episode. So good, you guys. So on that note, let's get into the episode. I hope you're having the best day, by the way, because you deserve it. You're amazing. You're beautiful. And I hope you know that you're so special. And I just, I'm just so thankful for you guys. Seriously. Like it just, I'm so thankful for this community and I really, truly love hearing about all of your stories, all of your messages, all the things how the podcast has been helping you. It really makes me smile so big when I read those messages. So just had to throw that in there because you guys are awesome and I really appreciate you. Okay, let's do this thing. Let's welcome John to the podcast for some fire relationship advice. Thank you, Callie. It's an honor to be here (laughs) as always. Okay, so if you haven't already listened, we've had John on the podcast a couple times before we talk all things relationships, but a little background about us. We've been married since April. So if you're listening, it's September when we're recording. So we're pretty freshly married and we have definitely grown a lot and learned a lot in the past few months on how to be better spouses, how to be more loving and respectful to each other. And so I felt like it was good to just do another episode, kind of answering your questions and also giving you some just tips and tricks that we've learned in the past few months since we recorded our past episodes about how to have a healthy, happy 
God-centered relationship. So John, for anyone who hasn't ever met you before, just quickly introduce yourself, tell everyone who you are, what you're about, and all the things. So I am Callie's husband, John. We met in math class in high school. So we have known each other for about eight years now. Um, the timing just never worked out until recently, and then we just decided to date and uh, get married after like a year of dating, or like a year and four months. So um, that's that's who I am. I'm Callie's husband. I also love DJing, fly fishing. Um, I used to be really into game theory, super random, but um, yeah, I just have always found myself um, liking intellectual things, but also a lot of the creative things too. He also works with me, so a little bit of, you didn't know this already, for Sweaty Studio, that's my Pilates studio, we are a dynamic duo. We run the business together, it's us, he is super behind the scenes with editing, SEO, all the things, so John is a huge part of what we do, and yeah, I feel like I don't, I feel like you don't always get the most credit on Sway Studio, because usually it's my videos, but it's John behind the camera, not behind the camera, yeah, you're behind the camera a lot, and you edit a lot, so shout out John, he's amazing at what he does, and I'm so happy to have you on the team, and also to be partners with you, so okay, you guys, this episode I'm really excited about, I was feeling called to record an episode about relationships, I feel like this time of the year, a lot of breakups can happen, especially with going to a new school. Maybe you're doing long distance. Maybe you've had a summer fling and things aren't working out, or maybe things are feeling rocky, or you got into a new relationship and you don't really know what to do. So I feel like this is a really cool transitional time in a lot of relationships, maybe friendships or romantic. So anyways, I asked you some questions and we're going to take some time to answer them today. So the first one, I want to just go and answer. This is definitely... This is a great question. It is from Amelia. It's how to be okay being single. So, John, do you have any tips on this? Yeah, I used to love being single. I actually, (laughs) Callie quotes me all the time on this. I used to say I was going to be single until I was 30 because in my industry, which was um, working on Wall Street, that's kind of what all my mentors and, you know, people above me did because that was their values. So I, I love the single life. I actually never really had, um, a long relationship, like longer than three months. I pretty quickly found out, you know, within a month or two or three that like, okay, this is just not going to work. Um, so I was single most of my life. And then as soon as Callie and I started dating, we never stopped dating. And after we got married, we're still dating each other every week. Um, so being single has its, has its place in everyone's lives um spiritually it's a great time to like really focus on you and your relationship with god and like for me there was a lot of growth in the in the self-growth area (laughs) of life um a lot of reflection and like inner healing that took place that allowed me to become a better version of myself for my spouse which ended up being callie I love that. And I definitely was a serial dater. So I feel like we kind of were polar opposites in terms of our dating experience. And I will say, looking back, I do really wish that I had taken time just to not hop into the next thing always. Because a lot of the times it was because I was afraid to be alone and singleness is can sometimes feel lonely. And 
I think it's really cool because now we've done a lot of we've read a lot of books about relationships and stuff and a lot of the ones that talk about seasons of singleness just talk about this is a time that you're never going to have again to really just press into the Lord press into your relationship with him get close to him and when you're single you really have nothing holding you down and it's so cool because when you just let God lead you in your life in your season of singleness and you just surrender it to him he's going to use you in such cool ways and you're not going to be so obsessed with a person who maybe you're just dating temporarily or someone you aren't super serious about so that's something that I do kind of regret not having is that season of singleness but I mean everything works out so I think it's also really important that that you be single and very present in singleness like not constantly searching for the one or or things like that because um a lot of in my experience, at least, a lot of my hobbies, skills, and passions I discovered when I was not dating someone. And had I been dating someone, who knows, you know, what kind of humanoid thing I would have meshed into um, at at such an early age. But I think there's a lot of development that takes place that is super important. And those are, you know, like there's no wrong reason. Like Callie was a serial dater. I was a serial single man. <laughs> and there's no right or wrong um, way to do it. I just think that there's a lot of really cool things that can happen when you're single. Um, and that's, uh, that's just going to bring more interesting things to your, to your, uh, spouse and to that relationship. And I mean, God's going to use you no matter where you are too, which is super cool. And so I think sometimes it's easy to get hard on ourselves and be like, oh, dang, I wish I had gone out of that relationship sooner, or I wish I was dating someone right now. But into the day like he's going to use you where you are and so trusting his timing is really important and it can feel hard it can feel really difficult to be patient sometimes but truly just talking to him about it that is something that always helps me in times of discomfort and I know sometimes singleness can feel uncomfortable okay moving on next question this one's awesome um how do you keep your relationship god-centered so do you have any tips on this yeah I mean every day I I kind of take the responsibility of being the spiritual leader, which in scripture, um, like the, the spiritual leader should be the man. And so what I do is I spend time with God every day and encourage Callie when she does too. But I don't, you know, I don't like force her to, I'm not like, Hey, like, you know, this, this relationship must be Christ centered and you have to like read the Bible. (laughs) Oh, did you read the Bible? Oh, you didn't read the Bible today? Like, no, I'm not like that. I'm not like that. I I tried, you know, being accountable once and she called me out. This was when we were dating for like seven months and she called me out on it and she was like, Hey, by the way, like I don't need you like checking in, you know, to that extent. So I said, okay, but how do we keep Christ at the center? I think just saying like we, we go to church together, which is really amazing. So finding, finding out where you guys are aligned spiritually and then like writing on that. Um, and then we also um, pray together sometimes. Like, this is a very intimate thing. I would not recommend this if you're not married. Um, just for the sake of, like, a lot of hurt prevention. But praying with your spouse is a really beautiful, intimate thing because you are one flesh. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I definitely agree on the, like, making sure God is being put first. And... We'll each have our own moments with God. And 
I mean, I don't go and tell John, hey, I had my quiet time today. <laughs> like sometimes I will be like, hey, I had this really cool thing that I discovered in my quiet time today. But it's never like us being like, oh, yeah, I did it. It's it's not that dynamic. And I think also, too, like something I had to navigate at first, the spiritual leadership thing, I was like, kind of rubbed me wrong because I've always been such a leader myself. And I was like, why is the guy the leader? All this stuff. But I really learned just through scripture and through just different classes we've taken that in the Bible, it's in Ephesians. There's a lot of Ephesians 5. There is a lot of, it really goes deep into what a godly relationship should look like. So definitely go check out Ephesians 5 if you want to really see what a God-centered relationship is. And basically what the husband is, his role is as Jesus, Jesus's role is for the church. And that's a really big responsibility to have. So that's kind of how we, I guess, what's the word? How we navigate our just dynamics. And I would say John is really so encouraging to me in my faith. And I really feel safe to come to him anytime I'm having doubts or anytime I'm having questions about things. And he's really just always there for me. And I think that's super cool because that's how Jesus is for the church. Like he really helped the church grow their faith and get their foundations and all those things. So that's something that I would say is really helpful with just keeping God in in the center is looking at your relationship and asking yourself, does this my relationship align with how the Bible tells me my relationship should be aligned? Because it is literally such, it's like the best blueprint. We've really been trying to put into practice the past few months of being married and it has helped our marriage so much. And I know there can be some weird I know there's gonna be some weird stuff about like when it's like respect your husband and I I know in our society like that can have a bad stigma but I really have learned like what that truly means it's not like oh I should respect my husband when he is if he's yelling at me or if he's being like really mean to me or whatever and it's more of like oh I'm not gonna put him down I'm not gonna shame him or judge him it's I'm gonna uplift him and I'm gonna make him feel special and all these things so this just kind of brings me into this John, do you mind explaining for people who maybe don't fully understand the love and respect aspect of the Bible and it rubs them wrong? Just kind of like what you've learned in just all of this so far. <laughs> You're making a face. Yeah, there's just a lot to unpack in that. Um, we've actually started this class by, um, his name is Dr. Emerson and his I think his wife's name is Sarah. It's called Love and Respect. You could probably find it online and like buy the program. We're doing it through our church for like 10 bucks, which is awesome. Um, but we, <laughs> we've we been traveling so much that we've missed like half the class. So I'll do my best here. Um, so the church loves Jesus. Oh, wait. The church respects Jesus. Jesus loves the church. Um, and in this case, the church is the wife, right? Is the bride. So when Jesus was on earth, um, the church was his bride and he's awaiting his bride. So what that means for the man is we should act like Jesus because in Ephesians five, I think 32 through 34, um, we're called to love our wives and wives are called to respect their husbands. Well, why would a wife respect her husband if he's, you know, yelling at her, you know, making dumb that decisions for the family, um, you know, just being like controlling or just like not listening. Um, and so that respect comes when the guy is acting like Jesus. So, unconditional respect and unconditional love fuel what's called the energizing cycle 
And if you don't have that and you don't have unconditional respect and you don't have unconditional love and then someone says something like, you, sh- you know, I can't believe you did this. You're such an idiot to the man. Or if the wife asks, hey, like, I need your advice on this um, and I'm going to go with whatever you say and then she doesn't go with whatever the guy says, then that's that's kind of a jab to the man. And so if he's, you know, deflated in that aspect, then he says, okay, well, well, fine, you know, no, no, I don't know, no cuddles for you or something, <laughs> you know, and, and then they, it's just like a kind of bickering, toxic toxic thing and and it can spiral and that's called the crazy cycle so with unconditional love and unconditional respect regardless of what's happening uh you energize your your spouse yeah and i definitely was the type of person that when i heard the the verse respect your husband i was like ugh like what does that even mean and i really think it is important to ask god to reveal to you the truth of the scripture and because sometimes it can be misinterpreted by society by other people and i feel like it's been really helpful for a relationship to unpack like what is the true meaning of these verses and it's not disempowering women whatsoever like if anything it's making me feel more empowered because we have a healthy relationship and I'm still an empowered leader and we just have different roles in the relationship. So that's been super cool, especially if you're about to get married. Like I definitely recommend looking into that class, reading the chapter in the Bible, praying to God, all those things. Okay. Something that is very near and dear to my heart is talking about hormonal health on this podcast. I remember the first time I got my period, it was right before leaving for figure skating practice. And let me tell you, everything about it was miserable. I bawled my eyes out the entire car ride wondering if I would ever stop feeling like this. Okay, a little dramatic, I know, but I felt similar emotions last year when I continued to struggle with hormonal acne, up and down moods, and painful periods. After doing lots of research, I realized as women, we are never taught in school that painful periods aren't normal. In fact, your body could be signaling to you that your hormone levels are off and need some support. That's where hormone harmony steps in. Hormone harmony is your complete natural hormone support for women that adapts to the body's unique needs and can help maintain optimal hormone levels, relieve occasional bloating and mild mood swings while improving sleep quality and supporting weight management. Trusted by over 1.2 million customers, Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. Have you ever heard of maca root extract? I've loved maca for a while now because it has been shown to provide sustained energy, relieve mild mood swings, and support a healthy desire and drive. Okay, what about ashwagandha extract? This ingredient in Hormone Harmony has been shown to help the body adapt to stress and support cortisol levels, which is so key the week before your period. Another ingredient that really sticks out to me is Chase Tree Berry Extract, which has been shown to relieve monthly symptoms of PMS like bloating, cramps, acne, breast tenderness, and the pre-period sad girl hour that we probably already all know at this point. And the biggest benefit of taking Hormone Harmony, in over 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony, Feeling like myself again is what women mentioned over and over. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code Callie at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code Callie for 15% off today.
You may have heard me talk about this before, but something I've been prioritizing in 2024 is taking small actions each day to improve at least 1% in my physical, mental, and spiritual health. One of those daily healthy habits I've been loving is taking care of my gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. I first started taking Seed way back in 2019 when I was having all sorts of painful gastrointestinal issues and was getting no answers from my doctor. During this time, I dove into the world of holistic health and learned how important a healthy gut microbiome is for the rest of the body to thrive and feel amazing. So I started consistently taking a daily probiotic for the first time ever and experienced significant ease in my bloating. My digestion became healthy and regular and I noticed an increase in my energy levels and mood. One of the many things I love about seed is how easy it is to fit seed into my daily routine. No refrigeration is needed and the free travel vial from the welcome kit allows you to take DSO-1 on the go, which we love love, especially with summer travels right around the corner. As you know, I'm currently pregnant and I'm super cautious about what different things I'm putting into my body, so I definitely feel reassured taking DSO-1 over other probiotics because of their rigorous scientific testing and 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Cali and use code 25Cali to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Cali, code 25Cali. Next question is, let's see. Ooh, someone asked, no pressure if you want to keep this private, but can you share about getting married twice? Do you want to start? Yeah, so we felt convicted um, on having sex before marriage and we were living together at the time doing that and this was in February and we we had just joined a new church in the area um, met with the or actually the Holy Spirit kind of brought us together with this man at the church and this man ended up being the marital and premarital counselor <laughs> and uh, he's the pastor of the pastor so he, he plays a very important role in the church and also plays in a very important role in our lives. Um, and he was saying basically like, why are you guys waiting? And we didn't really have a reason to wait to get married. And so um, we just, we wanted to honor God and not open any doors for Satan to creep into our lives, whether it's like, you know, with lust or or just any weird sexual like, stuff outside of marriage um by the way the word fornication is used in the new king james version and the english oxford definition for that is sexual intercourse outside of marriage so it is in scripture that that is something that was revealed to me recently i think on the last podcast episode we we were like yeah it's like not really in scripture but it is yeah, and I mean, to even expand on that further, because I mean, it was more than just sex. It was like, we realized that we were ready to get married and we were genuinely just afraid of commitment. And that was also revealed to us. We were like, why are we stuck in this transitional time, which dating is a transitional time. You're figuring out, is this the person I want to be with the rest of my life? Is this my partner? 
And so we realized that and we were just like, why are we waiting? Like we're doing the whole thing. We're acting like we're already married. We're living together, all the things, but we're afraid to put this label on it. So that definitely sped out the timeline in terms of eloping. And then we're having our actual ceremony in November. Um, But even just to go back more on the sex before marriage stuff is I know the church can also has really put out some toxic messages before I've just seen from different churches and experienced around virginity waiting till marriage all those things and I just want you to know that like if you are having sex if you're not a virgin all those things like please don't feel shame about it please don't feel like you're the scum of the earth because the enemy also likes to shame us and I know I felt shame around it and it's super cool because God forgives us God loves us no matter what and really truly the reason why it's important to wait is because you're protecting yourself from opening doors to oppression, to darkness, to things that are not of God or of light. And God is trying to protect us. And that was something I had to realize and dabble with because I was like, I don't understand. Like sex is fun. Like, why can I do it? And I had to just realize like God is genuinely protecting me and it made our relationship so healthy. And also too, this is not even like spiritual or anything. Simply put, it's really cool to see that a relationship can last without having sex. It was really beautiful that our relationship continued to grow emotionally and we continued to get closer and stronger without having all these physical things because I know it's easy to get into a relationship, immediately start hooking up, doing the whole thing. And then it's like, what happens if one of you can't have sex? Is your relationship going to fall apart? And that's a question that I had in the back of my head. And I think it was so cool to experience that and to see that our relationship is built on such a strong foundation. And so no matter what you believe, like I think it's really cool to just give yourself a period of like, let's abstain for a bit and grow emotionally and grow closer together without having all of these physical things happening. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, you summed it up. Great job, Kelly. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. All right. Next question. How to date period? especially to get a homecoming date. Do you have any advice for how to date? How to date, period, especially get a hoko date. Like, how do you, how do you date someone? How do I date someone? Like what's a good way to what's date? What's a good way to date? <laughs> a good way to date someone, especially if you're trying to get a homecoming date, um, if you're a girl, which you probably are if you're listening to this, if you're a girl trying to get a homecoming date, um... <laughs> respond to his texts like don't be so hard to get that you actually are like unreachable um i'm trying to think like like don't do my man dirty like don't don't tease him in front of his friends like going back to the respect thing like don't make him feel like an idiot when you're around him make him feel like empowered admired and like sought after and cared for um And I think he'll really like you. (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of times, I saw this so many times, my friends, people love to play games and there's a whole play hard to get and he'll come kind of thing. But genuinely, I never found that what's over effective. I feel like I was always very forward. And I mean, I was forward with you. I texted you first. I told you I loved you first. (laughs) I did text you first. Um, I actually texted you first in... (laughs) june of 2021 thank you very much <laughs> okay but before that i feel like i te- okay i feel like we just alternate who texts first sometimes okay anyways 
But point being is playing games is not a great way to start a relationship. I feel like that's just setting your relationship up for failure. I would say like, think about the person that you want to be with. Think about the qualities you want in your future partner. Think about who he is, what he's doing, who he's around. And I would go there, go in that environment and see if you meet anyone. Because end of the day with dating, I think it can get easy to get caught up in, oh, I want a boyfriend so bad. I'll do anything. But you're going to end of the day, end up in a relationship that's not actually the right person. Because it's kind of like, it's, I don't want to describe it as desperate energy, but it kind of is because you're so, you're just wanting it so bad. And you're almost blindsided to sometimes guys that maybe have red flags and aren't actually the best for you. So I would say how to actually date is know know the type of person that you want to be with. Know the type of person that's going to make you a better version of you. And don't lower your standards for someone. Seriously, you deserve the world and you deserve someone who's going to just be a great, inspiring partner. And for homecoming, sometimes, sometimes you just... Get that whole co-date who you want to go with their friend group. And it's not necessarily about all that deep stuff that Callie just just mentioned about, you know, finding the right qualities and making sure he's the right one. You know, like you, you want to go to homecoming. You don't, you don't have to pick your husband right away. Yeah, I went to homecoming with a friend in my friend group. Like that's always a good option too. If you have like a guy friend, guy friends in your friend group. Okay. Ooh, next up. Um, ooh, how to argue lovingly. That's a good question. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I would say if you guys disagree on something, again, unconditional love and unconditional respect. You know, if you guys instantly like kind of tense up and go into fight or flight mode, which, you know, for me happens sometimes. um, I think just communicating if you need a moment to like breathe and think and pray, just like get some fresh air, communicate that out loud. Because a lot of times I'll communicate that in my head first and and not tell Callie and then she's like you're leaving the conversation like what the heck and and I'll be like oh I just I need some time to think um and to breathe so I'll do that first and then if the issue still persists then then we'll talk through it very logically and I think putting pride aside is the best way like the best method of of like getting through an argument I think the moments where we continue arguing have been when I'm like so like unwilling to admit that I was wrong that I'm just like no no you know blah 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 no <laughs> and Callie's like why won't you just you know own up to it and I'm just like no no because blah 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 and then it just like it keeps you know I, I'm defensive or whatever so just really being humble assuming that the other person has goodwill and is a good person. Like if someone called them and they picked up the phone, they wouldn't be like this threatening person who's like about to kill whoever's on the other line. They'd be like, oh, hey, like, hey, how, how are you? How have you been? Oh my gosh, I miss you so much, right? And then hang up and, and then get back to the conversation. So they're a good person. They love you, probably, but they might not like you in that moment. So you guys just got to love each other and respect each other unconditionally have you ever not liked me (laughs) there have been times where i felt very um hurt by by things you may have said and and i didn't feel like i liked you in that moment but i definitely definitely loved you unconditionally on was it is ditto does that mean like the same ditto anyways okay 
I also have a little tip for this is we've done this before in arguments like really severe like like pretty pretty uh what's the word pretty important arguments that aren't just like bickering is we'll set a timer for each person so like John will get a minute two minutes to talk and I'll be silent no matter what like I won't speak and then I'll get two minutes to talk and he'll be silent and then we'll discuss and that was seriously one of the most effective ways that we've had like overcome a disagreement and a pretty heated argument like that was really really helpful and I know that they've done that but like we did that before in marital counseling one time and that's where we got the inspiration for it but I really I recommend that and also too just having the mindset switch of hey we're on a team together we're not against each other because a lot of times it can feel like you're on defense mode and they're attacking you and they hate you and they think you're horrible and then you're like oh my gosh like claws out I'm gonna respond the same way but end of the day it's like hey like like John would say like let's take a step back let's maybe go and reflect and cool off let's set a timer and talk about it and like we're on the same team like it's not all or nothing you're not gonna break up just because so-and-so didn't do the dishes and hurt your feelings or whatever I feel like that's really helpful that we've kind of learned in the past few months with like arguments and stuff okay um how to find the right person do you have tips on this don't go to tinder don't go to bumble (laughs) do not use dating apps I mean I I will say an exception from my friend's experience he found a great girl on, um, I think Hinge. Um, also, my one of my cousins found his fiance on Hinge, and he's maybe thirty. So, it, it just depends. I would definitely stay away from Tinder. Nothing good happens from Tinder. Like whatever you do, don't use Tinder or Bumble. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard like pretty solid. Like I've heard good things about Hinge. I mean. I personally feel like you're going to be the right person when you're not looking for the right, like not looking super aggressively. I really have this belief that when you are focusing on yourself, your relationship with God, when you're really bettering yourself, like you're going to attract the right person and you're going to meet them in a really cool way where if you're always swiping on Hinge or Tinder or whatever every night for like an hour at a time, just like trying to look and shop around and see oh this person looks better than that person like that's just that's just like kind of unnatural so that's my advice is I would start with focus on yourself focus on God and I mean I've had people I know meet people on those apps like I don't I know it's not all always like a flop but I would say for your own time sake and energy you can definitely meet someone otherwise think about this in nature if you look at birds the male birds like male peacocks for example, are way more vibrant and attractive. Male lizards even are way more colorful and it's to attract the female. The female does not put herself out in nature in the animal kingdom. So whatever happened in the last 20 years, 30 years, 40, 50 years that made women feel like they had to put out and not be, not be picky is, is just something to think about. Like, it's okay to sit back and be picky and let the guys kind of present themselves to you and, and you think about it over time because it's a really important decision. Like just because you have five days to, you know, pick a homecoming date, um, doesn't mean that you have to pick who you're going to date and back on the Hoko topic. Cause I know this is a really big one this time of year. Several people have asked it. 
Um, if you don't want to be like romantic with the person, with the guy, I'm telling you from a guy's perspective right now, tell them up front. Say, hey, by the way, I'm really honored. Like, I'm, I'm so excited to be your homecoming date. I just want to set a very clear boundary that like we're friends and I, I have no romantic interest in you. No offense. You know, you're great and I love spending time with you. I just don't see you in that way. You know, I hope that you will respect that as we go to this date, you know, as to this dance together. Yeah, boundaries are so important and like that will just get rid of any weirdness, any weird tension that like just I, I've been there. I've so been there and it's so uncomfortable. And John's laughing. I'm sure he's been there too. But <laughs> Okay, let's do one more question because John like cracking up. Do you have an embarrassing story to share? No? I kinda wanna hear it. Can you share it? Share it. No. <laughs> okay, well now I have to. My face is red. My face is red. Okay, so I took this girl to homecoming who I thought was really cute. And she was in like my friend's friend group and you know, the friend group that I like to be a part of. And anyways, I kind of had a like, crush on this girl since freshman year and it was my sophomore year. And I finally asked her to be my homecoming date. And she said, yes. Oh my gosh. She said, yes, I couldn't believe it. And as we're at homecoming at the dance, I think I like we were like slow dancing or something and then i like went in for the kiss no. and then like kissed her forehead <laughs> and it was so bad like she like she like rejected your kiss like she like turned away i think no she didn't reject the kiss i was just like too scared but also so uncomfortable because it's at my school and i just kissed her forehead and we like didn't talk about it i don't think I don't think that she liked me like she kind of did, but really didn't want any, any relationships or anything. Anyways, I found out cause my friend had to tell me like a couple days later that his girlfriend that was in the group talked with my date and it was just like, oh, I can't believe he did that. So that's my embarrassing Hoko story in a nutshell. Oh, if only I was your home- homecoming date, I would have kissed you back. Ooh, <laughs> actually, I probably would have been too shy because I was scared of boys. Okay, wait, can we do one more question, or do you have to go? Okay. Um, I like this question a lot. It's actually awesome. Um, let's see. What would you do if you felt you were with the right person but the wrong time? I can start this this question because this was actually like our story to a T. I feel like we shared more of our story, but basically like we had, I would say we always kept coming back into each other's lives. We always had a deep love for each other, but like I was in different relationships. He was being single, doing his thing, all that stuff. And it really, we lived in different cities too at different points. And it always felt like it was, I always wanted to be with John, but it just never was the right time. And I think if I were you, what I would do is 
I would really focus on that deep friendship to start because you don't want to mess it up by trying to hop into something that doesn't feel like it's the right time. We did that. We hopped into it. It was the wrong timing and it got really messy. It got sticky for two years. We didn't speak and I hated his guts. And then we finally made up and became friends and rebuilt that friendship. And then from there, we got into a relationship. But truly, don't rush it because God's timing is the perfect timing and you can't you can't beat that. I'd say if you know it's the right person, especially if they know that you're the right person, then it is the right time. So like if you guys know that it's the right person and you both agree on that and you've talked about it, get freaking married. Like, what are you waiting for? You don't need an expensive ring. What if you're 15 years old though? What if you're 15 years old? Okay. That (laughs) is (laughs) love is in the air in high school. And hormones are raging. There's a lot of confusion as to what love is. And if if your boyfriend tells you he loves you within the first week of dating, that's a red flag. If your boyfriend tells you he loves you within the first month of dating, that's probably a red flag. Oh, I think we told each other we loved each other after one month. We have known each other for eight years. That's, that's It's different. That's true. I think it's important to like really understand what is love because it can get easy to get confused with like, oh, like this person likes me. Oh my gosh, he must be that person. Like I've never had someone love me like this before. So there, there's a difference, I feel like, with love. So right person, wrong time. You know, if you guys do end up splitting or, or pressing pause to resume on a future date, just do yourself a favor and like, I guess don't, like don't set yourself up for failure when it comes to like hooking up with with other people um like that's something that i did during the waiting period that i regret um i guess i don't really regret anything but it's one thing that i wish i'd i hadn't done but you know it, i am here today and very content and God forgives and Callie forgave me and I forgive myself. So it's turned out into a very beautiful marriage despite that, but doesn't mean that there's not hurt. So just, if you know it's the right person, then just, if you're in that season of singleness, go back to that um, earlier part of the podcast episode where we were talking about investing in yourself, growing spiritually with yourself, finding passions and diving into them, maybe building a business, you know, building building um a hobby something like that yeah yeah i think it is end of the day just like really asking the lord hey is this the right person reveal this to me because he will remove people when he doesn't want them in your life so that's super cool too okay we have to go but you guys john where can they find you you can find me on socials tiktok at dj gwals dj g-u-a-l-z or if you want to see me <laughs> for more than DJing, uh, my Instagram is at John Gwali. All right. Thanks for being on the podcast and giving fire relationship advice. And if you have any questions, anyone, please DM us on Instagram at healthy human pod. And I will be sure to respond and give you some more advice. Have the best day. Don't forget to leave a, a rating if you love the show and tag us in your stories. And I'll see you next Wednesday. Bye, my gorgeous queens. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.